Good day, everybody. Brian here. It is one, sorry, 12.45 a.m., May 10th. So here's an article that's already happened, but I find it interesting to know how we're going to deal with this debt crisis or debt ceiling. There was an article posted earlier today on Washington Post. Headline is, here's how to talk about raising debt ceiling. Um, so I'll, I'll read it and give you my view on it. Okay. Um, good news. Joe Biden is finally talking to the House Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, and other congressional leaders about raising the debt ceiling. Came out of his basement, I guess. Administration continues to insist that borrowing in limit be extended with no strings attached, but the president has budged rightly so. House Republicans will need to budge as well. This has been going on for about 10 years. Just let's kick the can down the road, never addressing the source of the problem on government spending. It's the reason why more and more people are moving out of the West because of this problem. Deal can be done so as long as both sides agree. Well, I think the markets will force them to agree that the fiscal outlook requires urgent attention. Second, that the defaulting on the government obligations, likely consequence of breaching the debt ceiling, should be out of the question. The compromise must acknowledge both sides. So far, there's no sign of it, even as the financial markets have begun to price in possible default as soon as next month. Democrats attacked the debt ceiling on principle, arguing that the relevant borrowing decisions have already been legislated and should need meet no resistance. Tell that to the markets. Tell that to the international bondholders of the U.S. debt. Tell that to them. See what they say. I'll also add that very few countries are actually holding excuse me, as much, as much debt uh, Britain has added more to it, but a lot of the traditional aging countries, it looks like, have uh, held less. Uh, this is wrong. The ordinary budget process gives the debt implication of, of changes in taxes and spending to little weight. Congress often obscures them by design, phasing out spending and phasing in extra taxes to meet fiscal targets without intending the, those changes to ever take effect. Wow, this is a hit piece for sure. Put out by uh, Bezos, Jeff Bezos's newspaper. Remember that, it's mouthpiece. Periodic check on rising debt with, with, with measures to rein it back when needed makes sense. This, this should be put a file under comedy. Yep, the reason, the, oh, the right, the currency cap is badly designed. Oh, it's, it's, it's yeah, okay. Any nominal figure for debt will be exceeded in due course, even under the most prudent fiscal oversight, thanks to over economic growth and inflation. A better rule would look at projected debt as proportion of gross domestic product. Boy. Uh, if this ratio is on track to keep rising as it is in the U.S., the debt isn't sustainable and spending cuts or higher taxes are required. Okay, that makes sense. How to devise a better rule based on debt suitability should be on the agenda. House Republicans, yeah, it's always their fault, uh, have passed a measure to raise the cap to impose stringent restraints on discretionary spending 
cut plan outlays to fight climate change and bolster the IRS. That's so that those guys can walk around with packed heat. How many how many uh, millions of bullets did they pre-order a few years ago? And attach new work requirements to food stamp payments and welfare programs. This is bonkers, folks. This proposal is hardly an invitation to compromise. Republicans are demanding fiscal surrender, knowing Democrats won't go along. Uh, I'm not going to get it. It's politicians fighting over politicians. I mean, I have my opinion, but I'm not going to say it here. But this doesn't relieve Biden of the duty to negotiate. He should propose spending cuts and revenue increases consistent with the Democrat main priorities. You can see just by hearing this, who this uh, article is really written for and written by. Short term, that might mean freezing discretionary spending in inflation adjusted terms, splitting the difference between the president budget and the Republican proposal. Curbing tax expenditures in the form of itemized income tax deduction could find support in both parties. So might a higher corporate tax rate combined with full expense for uh, investing. Stronger work requirements make sense for some kind of welfare spending, but all, not all, Medicaid should be excluded. Looking ahead, it's essential to include change to Social Security and Medicare. Really think? Both programs are extremely costly and heading toward technical insolvency. Really? I did not know. Excluding them for consideration makes the budget problem almost impossible to solve. Well, question is, why is it at the point where it's impossible to solve, quote-unquote? For the purposes of striking a deal, it helps that both sides have ruled out changes so neither can claim victory um, if the deal includes examining possible savings from entitlements. The way it's going, uh, these bonehead idiots, including the person that wrote this, should be aware that uh, all these entitlement programs may go bankrupt, may no longer exist. Who's going to fund them moving forward? Young people working? Oh, that's going to go down real well. Biden should propose a bipartisan commission. That's yeah, more to throw more government crap at it, of course, to look at this and other options for fiscal restraint. In the end, the question is how much damage Democrats and Republicans caused before bringing themselves to admit it. After many wasted months, negotiations are about to begin better late than never. Ugh. This is an absolute joke. Uh, this article, who's it written by? Uh, an analysis by the editors at Bloomberg. Yes, Bloomberg. Um, so the Washington Post.com, it says democracy dies in darkness. That's their motto. Anyways, I could go on about this, but I here's my view of it. Um, many people are leaving the West. Uh, the wealth is going east. Look at crypto uh, as an example. Coinbase, uh, Bittrex just went bankrupt, I understand. Uh, Coinbase, uh, another big exchange, wants to move to Dubai. And why Dubai? Better regulation, lower tax. And uh, 
no have hard, like no hardcore regulation. So when you look at the states, which is supposed to be the beacon of so-called capitalism or call it really crony capitalism and so-called democracy, you really have to ask yourself, why are these companies moving east? And is the wealth going east? Is the growth in the east? I'm not sure if it's going to be in China. China's got its struggles as well. But looking at up-and-coming countries in Southeast Asia, Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam, seem to be doing okay. Um, and uh, there's lots of other opportunities in other countries as well. And I think that the the, the market, the, the generally from the West, including the five I countries, English-speaking, uh, U.S., Canada, Britain, Australia, New Zealand, along with uh, Europe as well uh, as a continent. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people get fed up with it. And you can see why by reading this tripe, basically. Um, this shouldn't be happening. This happens every few years. It's going to happen again. And they just keep kicking the can. They don't take responsibility because these politicians don't have the kahunas to actually do what's right uh, by addressing the uh, deficit. I put out a podcast on some of the bonker ideas they want to put out with the um, $1 trillion coin or whatever they call it. Um, at some point, it's got to end. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I just don't know what more to tell you on this. And uh, it's getting to a point where it's really frustrating and it's killing off a lot of people's standard of living. And uh, I don't know, big like crypto is the only place to go. And even they're trying to regulate that to keep you hobbled. Uh, so you can't really do well economically for yourself. Um, I mean, this is how bad it's getting. Plus, down the tax rate in, here in Canada is, from what I'm seeing, over 50, 53% on the income federal and provincial plus you got to throw in your 14 percent of retail retail tax and the rising cost of um property tax and in toronto i talked to somebody who seems to be doing pretty good he's actually from bangladesh of all places he owns uh three homes uh he owns a a restaurant and that's where he works like a basically like a slave but he's doing well for himself plus he just told me he sold off two of his condos uh, in downtown Toronto because the condo fees are getting too high. So he's figuring he's going to buy, keep, focus more on homes. Um, there's less maintenance on those and better appreciation, I guess. So that's where it's going. Um, I don't know if you, if I said anything about my renting uh, approach, rental income. Um Oh, well, I could tell you, 187000 rental income, he told me, and half of that he acknowledges taxed. So that right there, yeah, you're making 90000 free and clear, but for the amount of work you do to maintain the property and the risk you take for the tenants and all that, blah, 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 and the government's taking 50% of it, again, that's when I start shaking my head. So this whole notion about this debt crisis and all this BS yeah, it's time to really start getting serious if you want out. Um, there's lots of options out there. Nomad Capital is a place to go. As for me, if you want to learn more what I'm doing, you can go over to uh, 
I'll just give you this one, the quantlabs.net slash banking. That is crypto is going to help preserve your your wealth, really. Um, just holding on to stable coins might be one solution among others. Um, but uh, there's a series of videos that will show you how to get around that. Anyways, that's how it's working out. And uh, we'll leave it at that. Thanks for listening. And uh, we shall talk to you soon. Have a good day.